This is the business of sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Who wants to be the sacrificial lambs that shows up at the first big major sporting event? We're part of something much bigger than sport right now, and the health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. I'm Michael Barr, and you're listening to The Business of Sports. We're here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays to explore the big money issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. And we start with the beginning of week four in the NFL season. Numerous injuries have hit teams pretty hard, so now you know where you're going to have to start uh, looking at your fantasy football league. And, folks, we've got another problem, and I'll tell you that in a second. I'm joined by Bloomberg Radio producer Rich Truman. Uh, Don't forget to catch his weekly fantasy football column that comes out every Thursday this season on the Terminal and Bloomberg Intelligence's Damian Sassauer. And I want to start, first of all, uh, we got a problem, and it's with the Tennessee Titans. You have eight total team members, three players, five personnel, tested positive for COVID. Keep in mind the Titans play the Vikings. So I can tell you now that the Titans-Steelers game is in trouble. So what happens here, gentlemen? So, Michael, I, you know, it's difficult to say what's going to happen. I mean, obviously, there's a great risk that this game gets uh, suspended. And, you know, in the past, what we've seen when games get suspended, I think there was a game a few years back, um, a Cleveland game, I, maybe it was a power outage or something that they had to replay a few weeks later. But hopefully, uh, your fantasy league, be it, CBS or Yahoo or whatever the case may be, will be able to retro back the points when the game is played at a later date. I mean, from a fantasy perspective, that's really all you can hope for. Otherwise, you're left trying to fill gaps with players that you would have started in those games, hoping that you have a deep enough bench in order to get the win. By the way, I have to bring this up too. Uh, Rich, uh, uh, I had DK uh, on my team. And I thought, and I was playing you, and I thought that uh, he was going to score a touchdown. Big time. And then he pulled a Leon Lett. And uh, and lesson, folks, uh, if you're going to run into the end zone, uh, make sure you run into it. Don't ease up. And I I, I, I was stunned when I saw it. Rich, it, it's, I wonder how many people were affected by that alone. Well, he did make up for it when he scored a touchdown at the end of the game. So keep that in mind. And that's a good transition. To How about Seattle? I mean, it's a must-start playing Seattle players and the opposition against Seattle. Obviously, Russell Wilson's been great, and so have his wide receivers. And Lockett, I believe, Damien has been scored three touchdowns last week. But the Seattle defense has been giving up over 400 yards passing a game. Mm-hmm. You know, with Seattle's offense cooking, teams have to catch up to them. So playing guys against Seattle is also a good remedy in fantasy football. I agree with you. That's why, that's why I put Metcalf in there. And it's like, you can't do that, folks. But, I, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm well, that done. brings us to this week's game. That's Seattle, what I'm saying. Seattle's playing Miami. Right. The over-under right now is about 54 and a half. It, the obviously starters are in Seattle. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is a, definitely a viable starter this week. 
I believe you have him. Yes, and, and I tell you what, I didn't expect him to do what he did. He was just Fitz magic on fire. And uh, I expected like about maybe 17 points, and he racked up about 24, 25 points, and, and he looked very good. Now, can you count on him, Rich, for this weekend? Well, he's very an inconsistent quarterback if you followed him over the years. But I write an article every week which talks about value plays, and I did pick two Dolphins this week. I picked Fitzpatrick, and I picked Devontae Parker. Again, going with the premise that Seattle is probably going to put up 35, 40 points, in my opinion, on Miami. Miami's going to have to play catch-up. Seattle's uh, giving up 430 yards a game passing. So I think Devontae Parker, Gusecki, they're going to get a lot of targets. So I think it's a good time to play your Dolphins, especially if you're looking for some value plays. Damian, when you're playing now uh, against a team that has a lot of injuries like San Francisco. Now, yes, San Francisco beat the Giants, but again and again, they're the Giants. And <laughs> so now they're playing the Eagles. Uh, let's, And they have their own issues uh, on its own. Where do you stand on this game, especially with the 49ers and a lot of injuries? Yeah, you know, I mean, i got to tell you, I was impressed with the way San Francisco ran the ball last week with a bunch of no-names. Well, I mean, Jarek McKinnon, a lot of people had picked him up off waivers. You know, he did quite good. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, look, I think San Francisco is going to be just fine. Anyone who, quite frankly, is playing the New York teams, the Jets, or the Giants is a valid candidate in anybody's survivor pool, and I'd probably be looking to start plenty of their, of, of their weapons in a fantasy format as well. But let's just go back to Seattle. I mean, Russ Wilson, I mean, 14 passing touchdowns year-to-date. He's the first quarterback ever to throw for at least four touchdowns in the first three games of the season. And he, as you know, Rich points out, he's heading to Miami this week. So, you know, you could expect more of the same. And, yes, while I do have Lockett, and, yes, while Metcalf did fumble at the, uh, at the, at the end zone you know, just before the end zone last week, the problem with Metcalf is as good as he is, he's not going to keep averaging 25 yards per catch or, you know, 13 and a half yards per target. I mean, he's he's for sure a top, let's call it 15, 20 wide receiver, but, you know, I don't see him putting up numbers like that each and every week for sure. And you mentioned the Giants and Jets. How bad are they? They have combined for 75 points. They're 0-6 combined. Their 75 points trails 19 teams. 19 teams in a league have either scored 75 or more points in the league individually, and that's what the Giants and Jets have combined. And you talk about playing the survivor pool. And there's no way I could pass up Indy when they were playing the Jets. And <laughs> I got knocked out of the park. A lot of people, that was the week Indy played like a champ, which they didn't do in week one. And, and But this week for the survivor pool, uh, Damian, I'll start with you. Who do you uh, suggest? Well, I think the battle of the beltway, right? I mean, Baltimore is going to bounce back to Washington. I think it's a 13-point spread there. And, you know, just, you know, beating down the Giants that much further. I mean, they do uh, they do play the Rams this week. I think there's a pretty fat spread, a double-digit spread there as well. So those are probably your two best bets, the Rams or the Ravens, uh, from a survivor format. But there's also Tampa Bay is playing the Chargers. There's, as you rightly point out, Seattle at Miami. I mean, those are some other interesting prospects. So those are the ones I like for a survivor format, for sure. Do you know what the highest point hole game is this weekend? Which it's got to be Atlanta-Green Bay, right? Atlanta-Green Bay, 58 points. Wow. is the over-under right now. Again, I, I think uh, there are seven of the 16 games, Rich, that have over-unders in excess of 50 points this week. I don't remember the last time I've seen that kind of form, that kind of projected output. And I mentioned it last week. You have to play your, your players against the Falcons. They've given up 12 total touchdowns to quarterbacks. 
through the first three games of the season. They're giving up 36 points a game, 350 yards passing. You got to play your Packers this week. Not that you wouldn't, but you really have to load up on your Packers. And that obviously is rich if you play a daily fantasy. That's the game that could be rich with players. That could be a Matt Ryan game. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, just to chime in here, you know, the one coach that you know stands out as being on the hot seat after this 0-3 start's got to be Dan Quinn. I mean, you know, Atlanta's offense is 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 churning. It's just that defense is just coughing up points at a clip like we've not ever seen. I mean, these are two devastating losses, both in the fourth quarter. And so, you know, I think Dan Quinn's got to you know dig deep here. I think Atlanta's got to dig deep and find a way to win here. Colts and Bears, is Mitch Trubisky done after he got yanked this past weekend, Rich? You know, when to go to Nick Foles and he has the success that he did coming back against Atlanta, I think he's the quarterback to stay. Well, I think, you know, the fact of the matter is when Trubisky was picked number two overall back in 2017 over other quarterbacks such as uh, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, I remember a lot of people laughing. But, you know, initially Trubisky looked pretty good, you know, that first year out. And so, you know, from now, for me, um, yeah, you know, I think Nick Foles is the answer there. And hopefully he brings up the value of people like Allen Robinson um, and, and, and Anthony Miller. I mean, we saw Tariq Cohen had a devastating injury over the weekend. But, you know, even Montgomery, you know, we'll see what happens with the Chicago offense. But I think things can be turning up. By the way, and before we start to wrap this up, uh, in the survivor pool, don't make the mistake, playing Titans and Steelers, make sure to check that. Because if you pick them, okay, the game might not go, but you know, tough because that means that you know, you're going to be out because you made that pick. So check the rules of your league and your survivor pools about what's going on. By the way, and i, and I got to say this too, in our league there was a mammoth trade by Mr. Rich Truman uh, with uh, Colin Tipton. It, you got to tell the trade, Rich. Yeah, he is 0-3. He has a good team, but he needs to win. So I have DeAndre Hopkins, who's arguably the best receiver in the league this year, at least top three. So I traded him DeAndre Hopkins and Traquan Smith, the Saints. Uh, I got back a couple injured players, but I'm willing to hold out because right now I'm 2-1. Christian McCaffrey, Chris Godwin, and DJ Chark. All of them are injured, but I'm hoping uh, they'll be back in a few weeks. I love it. Uh, I love it, Damien, the way he put it. Uh, a couple of injured players. Uh, super dude, real super dude, and the number one pick in the league. Uh, that when when all those guys get healthy, look out. We I don't know if we're going to stand a chance against you. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm a little well, Michael, light on I mean, the wide you know, receivers. It's my first year in, in playing in your fantasy football league, so you know I don't necessarily know who the commissioner is. But in most leagues, commissioners, when they see a trade like this go through, usually uh, have a bit of a heart attack because I mean that's a that's a pretty one-sided trade in my mind. But hey, look, you know you're right. You know Colin needs to win. You know these are injured players. He needs uh, he needs to make a difference now. So kudos to you, Rich, for getting three really talented guys for one effectively in my mind. Good thing that Colin is a commissioner and proposed a trade. <laughs> yeah, good for the fleecing. I guess that helps. <laughs> you, you can catch our podcast right here every Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter, at Big Bar Sports. Please do not forget to check out Rich Truman. He's got a lot of great info uh, in his weekly fantasy football column. Comes out every Thursday this season on the Terminal. Damian Sassauer, thank you again, man. Extraordinaire player, man. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports and Bloomberg Radio around the world.